0: from some of your favorite BJJ Mental Models coaches, including me. It's like having your own seminar, you spoiled little whippersnappers. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to BJJ Mental Models Premium right now, get off my lawn, and go train. Hey, welcome to BJJ Mental Models episode 37. I'm Steve Kwan. I'm Matt Kwan. The Matt Kwan. Your host of the BJJ Mental Models podcast. Ah, this shit again. (laughs) <laughs> bjj mental models is your guide to a conceptual and intelligent bjj approach matt came out and trained with us today that was fun anything exciting going on matt no it was good i went and taught class at the gym
1: and then hit a double header at ascension and uh did some gi yeah it was fun doing naga next weekend so are you i'm excited about that or i guess when this is played it will be uh i will have just done naga so hopefully i do
0: well doing gi and
1: nogi so well be fun
0: Everyone, if you're a time traveler and you you hear this episode before Matt competes, which is unlikely, wish him the best of luck. Otherwise, I'm sure you'll see posts on Facebook and you can watch his matches. Yeah. Cool. So today is going to be a listener feedback episode. If you've been following us on Facebook or on Reddit, then you've probably seen my comments soliciting user feedback. Now, the backstory here is that a while ago, we had someone suggest to us that we do an episode on jujitsu as therapy. So basically, jujitsu helping you kind of overcome obstacles in your life. And this is an area where neither Matt nor I are, are experts, but I've heard anecdotally stories over and over and over again of people I've trained with who have talked about incredible personal transformations that they've undergone because of jiu-jitsu, or uh, really difficult times in their lives that they were able to get through because of jiu-jitsu. Now, this isn't something that I can really attest to personally, and I'm definitely not an expert in the field, so we reached out to you guys to collect any feedback and stories and testimonials uh, anonymously of course and so today what we wanted to do was share some of that feedback that you provided to us and maybe talk about that and how that ties into some of the mental models we've discussed earlier in prior episodes yeah
1: and we really appreciate uh some of the information and stories that we got it was really cool to uh to read and and to see how jiu-jitsu's affected so many people positively and it just hammers home how amazing the uh the sport is and why it's something that is uh you know, it's something that's worth keeping the integrity for, for future generations.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I, some of this feedback was heavy. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to probably get into that today. So, so, I mean, some people came to us with just general statements about how, oh, you know, jujitsu keeps me healthy and happy, but some people, you know, they have, they have a lot of, of stories in their past that we want to kind of shed some light on today. And it really became, clear from some of the feedback we received that for a lot of you I I think you just kind of needed to get this stuff out and talk about it so we're going to take that opportunity today now there's no way that we're going to be able to get through everybody's feedback and we're also going to have to abbreviate some of it here and there so my apologies Uh, I hope we don't clip out anything that was important but we want to make sure of course that we sanitize out any personal details and just in the interests of time uh, because we don't want this to be like a five hour long episode we want to Make sure that we can share the crux of things and then just move on from there and make sure that everyone's feedback gets covered uh and of course if you were one of these people and you want to share your story more widely do let us know we're happy to post it on the facebook group or or share it so that everyone can see it in its entirety yeah uh, we're we're
1: really loving like this interactive uh relationship that a, a lot of you guys the listeners are are allowing us to have this dialogue so um definitely keep it up and you know it'd be cool in the future to do like maybe even a live q a or something like that yeah that's something of interest to you guys
0: yeah if that's something that you guys would want to do we would be happy to do it Um, we're also of course happy to keep the existing q a format where you guys just hand in questions whenever you've got them via email or facebook and we just get back to you on the on you know the next episode but if you guys would be interested in something that's a little bit more real time we could definitely arrange that um i don't know how exactly that would pan out because we've got listeners all over the world so settling on a time zone might be a challenge but do write in and let us know if that's something that you think would be valuable
1: yeah i think it'd be cool to to sort of for you guys to get to know us outside of this format as well and just kind of ask us yeah, questions. Yeah, have a conversation
0: <laughs> that's more two-way versus one-way, because we learn from you guys too, right? So it's, it's very helpful to us to hear from you, and a kind of a two-way sharing of knowledge would be beneficial, I think, for all of us. So do let us know if that's something that you want to do all right cool so let's get into it um the the various feedback that we got and there was a lot of it i've tried to organize into some general topics because there were some kind of common themes that came up over and over again and i want to make sure that we have an opportunity to discuss each one of those themes and maybe dig in a little bit deeper and then matt and i will share our thoughts and maybe talk about how this stuff has tied into the mental models that we've talked about earlier so a big theme that you know, I personally can relate to, and something that many of our listeners brought up was jujitsu as a form of building confidence. I think, everyone knows that, you know, martial arts are great, especially for kids because they help you build confidence. But even for adults, um, that is a massive, massive benefit. And even if you think of yourself as a relatively confident person, I think it's still worthwhile to give jujitsu a try just so that you can really understand, um, you know, what it feels like to see relatively rapid growth. Uh, even like a lot of people that I work with who, you know, are older and they've never thought about doing martial arts, I always suggest that, at least once in your life, give it a try. Uh, you won't regret it, that's for sure. You might not love it. You might not stay with jiu-jitsu forever. But you should at least give it a try because it will give you a very interesting perspective on how personal growth really works
1: yeah and not and not just experience personal growth but experience someone trying to literally murder you (laughs) (laughs) well simulated murder right hopefully but i i i don't know i i am from the frame of mind where i think that fighting is actually natural in human beings and and animals as well and uh, particularly men but women too and i think that there's a lot that can be uh gained from the experience of learning how to fight and the experience of having someone try to attack you and you literally have to, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're not hitting each other and there's no weapons, but you are trying to choke each other out and, and, uh, you know, subdue somebody. And that, that experience where you're, you're essentially fighting for your life is a really, uh, it's kind of a wake, uh, I, it's it's awakening and eye opening as to how useless you might be in an actual fight and how it might go if someone were to attack you or your family and what you would have to do in that situation so um there's so much to be learned from fighting and uh you know some some people are they always you know fighting is wrong or or you know we shouldn't fight it's like well there's a lot there's a lot there that can be learned and a lot that can be um it's something that you can really set goals decades from now and and really achieve great things both you know on the competition scene or personally so um i definitely think that having someone attack you is is uh
0: you know pretty beneficial. And the thing too is learning how to fight doesn't mean you actually have to go out and get into fights. You know, it's in fact, the chances are very low that you will
1: actually go do something like that.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I have learned from jujitsu is that I would never want to get into a real fight because I've, I understand now exactly how unpredictable and variable it is. Um, but that said, you know, it's still a very valuable learning experience in a lot of ways. It's more valuable that I find anyway, than just going to the gym. Um, it adds kind Kind of, like, a level of, of depth and variability on top of your exercise routine, and it gives you a useful skill set that you can learn and, c- and carry with you. And it does give you confidence, right? If you oh, god, yeah, yeah, if you feel like you can defend yourself, even if you live in a safe city where realistically you're never gonna get you know, you're, or you're unlikely to get jumped, even in that situation, the fact that you feel safe gives you confidence to try to be bolder and to try other things, even in areas that of life that don't have anything to do with fighting, right? right? I mean, I find personally that having a background in martial arts means I'm much less likely to get intimidated even in just in conversations, right? Even even if I know there is 0% chance of actual violence in the, in my current situation, the fact that I know how to handle myself gives me kind of a background level of confidence that bleeds through to every other area of my life. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, I also gained a lot of confidence just like um, in terms of my threshold for stress management like jujitsu i've had so many people tell me that um you know if they have a job that requires them to to deal with high stress or or problem solve or work at a really high level um they tell me that jujitsu has really helped them become better at their other career which i find really interesting and i can totally relate to because while i was doing my apprenticeship and 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 doing culinary arts i was also you know like purple brown belt level Uh, Jiu Jitsu fighter and it really helped me in terms of how I would approach problems that need to be solved but also um, like after after I, I found after I first competed at the pans as a purple I had I gained a huge amount of confidence just going out there and, and I had never done a tournament at that scale. So being able to handle that kind of stress really translated over into my, my life. And all of a sudden, you know, you're talking with your boss and you're not, not only are you no longer sort of intimidated by them, but you're not, uh, you're not worried about anything because you've gone through such a, such a, uh, hostile experience and competition. So it's, it's definitely added, um, a lot for me in terms of how I can manage day to day stress
0: Yeah, I've found that as someone who works in an office most of the day and then trains at night, when you're going to go and spend your evenings grappling with people and have them try to choke you and break your arms and legs, it's really hard... Comparatively to get worked up about what's happening during the rest of the day. You know, you can be in a really tense situation at work, but if you know at the end of the day that you're going to be fighting for your life in the evening, just relatively speaking, it makes the kind of drama that you're dealing with at work seem a lot less important and a lot less dangerous than it actually really is. So it gives you at least I find, a level of perspective over the things that might otherwise stress you out in your life and that helps you to be more confident in what otherwise could be very challenging situations. Yeah. and, and, and Sorry, you go ahead, I was just going to say, um, in terms of some of the feedback that we've received, we did get a testimonial from someone who talks about how they've had a, a series of problems in their life physically, such as uh, knee injuries, being 40 pounds overweight, regular migraines. In particular, this person says, my knee was my biggest enemy i I got kicked in the knee by someone on a playground swing, fell full force uh, off a kick on the side of my knee because oh. of the extra force after about a week, I could barely walk on it. The healing process killed all my flexibility when I started jiu Jitsu, I could barely do much that required posturing up or put any real weight on my knee. but now i 'm at the point where i you know i can I can sit at the beginning of class and I am pain free. Um, more than anything, jujitsu has given me two important lessons. I am having a hard, t- I'm ha- still having a hard time breathing under pressure, and I am still trying to muscle my way out of situations, but it is happening way less than before. The idea of staying calm under pressure, under intense pressure, has helped in some life situations recently that I would normally have panicked about. Rolling and BJJ in general is one of the hardest things I have done. Loving every minute so far and can't imagine life without it. I've never really been motivated to get belts in any of the other systems I've studied, but now I am ready for the next, however long it will take to to get a black belt. Yeah, really which, cool. Which I think is pretty inspiring and something that probably all of us can relate to. You know, it, uh, Jiu-Jitsu does help you build up confidence and, you know, we've talked in the past about injuries and how that can psychologically impair you because you know, once your knee fails you, for example, you might not have the confidence in the future to use that knee again. And one of the things they teach you in physio when you're rehabbing an injury is you need to develop that confidence and a good physio will work with you to do that. But jujitsu is a great way to get, you know, if you're coming in and you've got injuries or you've got health issues, it's a very good way to get to the point where you can rebuild that confidence in what your body is capable of
1: yeah and and i've i've had uh one student in particular came in as um i think he was 50 when he came in a buddy of mine when we were cooking and uh he came in and and said okay i'm like he's a fan of mma he said i want to try jiu but you know i've got like my back's kind of messed up my my uh my shoulders messed up and all this stuff and um you know, he, he couldn't do too much. He did what he could. He wasn't like rolling hard every round or anything like that. But over time, he noticed that his back was loosening up big time just because he was moving it in ways that he he would have never moved it before. And, uh, and now I think it's you know it's made a really big impact on his life. So if you can stay safe and and avoid getting other injuries, it can it can really help you with uh you know things like your back and and uh, other parts of your body as
0: long as you train safe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some other feedback we got from a student who's actually a high school teacher. He wrote in and said, In the five years that I've been running the Jiu Jitsu Club in high school, I've seen some of the quietest, most introverted, and shyest students develop confidence, not only in the club, but in their general school environment. I've seen them get comfortable in their own skin and with who they are, especially girls. I've had girls who were initially very skittish about the close contact and only wanted to roll with other girls end up growing so confident and also enjoying jujitsu so much that they didn't care who they roll with. Um, I've seen camaraderie built between club members and have seen them supporting each other in the halls and classes they have together. It makes arrogant students humble and instills leadership strength in humble students while maintaining their humility. There's just so much in the way of benefits for high school kids, especially in this day and age of social media. Um, and that's something that I, I think is awesome feedback. And I have personally observed this firsthand myself. Um, I find, Matt, and you tell me if if you feel the same, a lot of the time when I'm rolling with women, I kind of get the feeling like they're not really trying to fight. And I kind of, I, you know, I can never mind read, I never know what someone else is thinking, but I kind of feel that a level of that must just be i think that people are conditioned to think that you just can't possibly fight a man because sometimes it feels like they're honestly not even trying and i i I can remember one situation exactly where i had a longtime sparring partner a, a girl who at the time was a purple belt and I'm not a big guy, like, she was, you know, roughly my size, so it's not like I had some gigantic strength advantage, but I would always dummy her just because, I, you know, I kind of felt like she wasn't even really giving realistic resistance, and then one day, I wrist-locked her, and she got pissed off, and for, like, three minutes, she dropped all pretense of this kind of, like, um, this mental label of how she couldn't fight me, and she gave me a hell of a real fight, yeah. But then it all came back again and then she kind of went docile again and it kind of fell back into the old pattern but at the same time i spar with women all the time who are much smaller than me and they give me a harder fight than a lot of the bigger guys and i i mean yes if you're smaller that that can be a disadvantage if you're weaker that can be a disadvantage but i think that people really underestimate the importance of the mental side of jujitsu and the importance of having confidence at least the confidence to try like even if you're not going to win at least being confident enough to try and to lose and to learn because the worst thing to do is to just as, as you and Rob have said Matt take your ball and go home and just kind of shell up and let the other person just run all over you right because you don't learn from that and it actually entrenches um, negative beliefs in yourself I think it's better to try and to lose and to learn and I mean Matt like I, again you know I spar with girls who are way way smaller than me and they give me some of the toughest fights mm-hmm. in the room and I, I really think that like the men I think I mean I know it's a cliche but it really feels like the mental side of jiu is like 90 percent of the game and i think people overweight the importance of physicality a lot of the time yeah for sure
1: there's like a lot of women are, are some of the most technical people that you'll ever roll with and a lot of it is because a lot of sometimes they're uh outsized so they have to really develop their technique but it's definitely i think a, a mindset thing for the practitioner whether they're going to be uh passive or if they're going to come at you more aggressively and i think that um you know, be, like you said, being passive isn't really the best. It's not really the best approach for anyone, uh, and speci- spe- especially not women who are trying to develop like a self defense style. To, uh, that's why they're doing jujitsu is to defend themselves. So, you know, it's you're definitely right though about about women giving you some really tough roles right and and that's that's good it's good to encourage them and and to build that confidence in that you you know you can hang in there with the guys i think a lot of girls nowadays you know the the, the whole movement of like women's only classes and stuff has its place but mm-hmm. um i don't think you're ever going to get that realistic self-defense you know real-time sparring unless you're training co-ed which would be you know ideal I think ideal for for a female practitioner if they have the confidence to do so
0: yeah it kind of comes back to that zones of proximal development thing we talked about earlier I think that women's only classes definitely have their place because if you take every new person who comes in the gym and just throw them in there into the shark tank you're going to lose a lot of potentially great students so i think there is a matter of you know at least having a degree of comfort for the brand new people but the goal in my perspective for any practitioner should be to seek out and train with the biggest badasses you can find because that's where you're going to grow and get better and I I feel like if you're only ever training with people your own size and strength level and age level and belt level you're living in a comfort zone and you're never really going to experience the actual benefits of something like jiu-jitsu. So
1: okay well just off topic here how do you feel about clubs that like I know, there's certain clubs out there that that will uh they'll make it so like certain classes are white belt classes, blue belt classes, purple, and you'll only be able
0: to train with people that are of your level. Yeah, that's an interesting one, and I mean, I I have been in that situation because I've trained at gyms that are both really big where they kind of did that, and I I think mostly as a matter of managerial necessity <laughs> because that was just the only way to organize Probably. that many people. Um, but but I've also trained at smaller, more intimate clubs where everyone trains with everybody um I think actually, if you're a white belt, the absolute worst thing to happen for your training is to only train with other white belts because you're going to see so many stupid injuries. Oh god! Um, I, I kind of feel like white belts should train. uh You know, there, there's this weird mentality about how white belts should never go and like ask a black belt for a role. What a load of horseshit that is! Like that yeah. is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. First no of respect. all, yeah. First of all, <laughs> because if you're if you're a black belt and you think that you could not possibly get tapped out by a white belt, you are just setting yourself up for an amazing fall at some point like yeah. it's not like you're a douche yeah congratulations it's, it's not <laughs> likely to happen but it is absolutely possible and if you think it's impossible you're really again you're not getting the mo- maximal benefit out of jiu-jitsu yeah. um i and think clearly
1: you don't have a lot of confidence in your own game yeah
0: yeah i think that for safety's sake it's okay to closely monitor people who are brand new um but Like
1: I have nothing against beginners classes where they have like, like it's all white belts, learning movements that you don't need to show like an advanced class. You want to spend that time as, as an instructor doing something else, but like, but to have it where it's like white belt, blue belt, Purple button. Yeah, like and you can't have that opportunity to train with a higher rank when they are, you know, sometimes at the gym. That to me is a waste of resources.
0: 100% because
1: because that person of higher rank ha- could learn as well from rolling with someone who's not as good, right? Because people that aren't as good and not as knowledgeable do different things. They do weird things, and it sometimes it throws you for a loop when you're a higher rank person rolling with someone who's a lower rank, and then they they don't give you the expected responses. Right? Oh yeah, you're, you're yeah, like, yeah. whoa, what
0: the hell? Okay, I guess I have to also consider this option as well. Yeah, a lot of the time when I get caught, um, I, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode, but usually when I get caught by a lower belt it's because I wasn't really taking them seriously and then they zigged when I expected them to zag. Like, I got, a a few weeks ago, I got tapped out by a Fujiwara armbar. If you don't know what that is, look it up and you won't believe i got caught in that shit but it is like is this a pro wrestling move it should not actually work but i just wasn't i didn't expect it and next thing you know i had like my arm twisted behind my head um this stuff can happen and it is important to train with more junior people because you have to remember that not everyone moves with the expected training of an experienced grappler Uh, we've talked in the past about plus minus equals where you want to train with people of all varying skill levels as a more Or junior person yes it's important to train with people your own level because that's really you're going you want to at least you know have some situations where you have a realistic shot at success but you're going to get a lot more by training out of and ultimately getting your ass kicked by more experienced people on the converse though when you're a more experienced grappler Sometimes the best training that you're going to get is with the more junior people, because even if they can't give you the most competitive role, you have to stop and explain things to them. And you have to train not just with your own interests in mind, but also with their interests in mind. And... I find that sometimes the situations where I learn most are where people confront me with a question and I have to answer it and it really makes me realize, you know what, I never thought of that before. Mm -hmm. And then together me and the white belt have to figure out what the answer actually is. And I I think that's one of the beautiful things about jujitsu is that even a, a white belt who's only been training for a month, just through the power of questioning, they can teach me things that I never thought of before just due to having blind spots from expertise.
1: Yeah, I think one of the healthiest things a gym can do is have a uh, mingling of the belts. And I feel like just talking about this, Steve, like we could talk, we could do a whole episode on, on, on this culture of, of a school. I think we have talked about it before yeah, where yeah. belts will train with each other, but really we're supposed to be talking about therapy and jujitsu.
0: Yeah, that's uh, a good and point. I feel
1: like we're, we could go on and on about this, but, um, good point, but the, the, the comment you read before we kind of got sidetracked like five minutes ago, uh, from that guy who, teaches at a high school. He's one of my students actually, and he is doing an amazing job at a high school where three times a week, um, he shows up early in the morning before his classes and, and teaches jujitsu at, at at the jujitsu club, which is at his high school. And it's amazing that he has somehow managed to make that happen. And, um, you know, it really brings out you know, you you guys heard what Steve was saying. It really brings out the best in kids, especially when uh, they you can tell that they're really enjoying it and really gaining from it. And they show up early in the morning to do this three days a week and put in the work. It's like uh, it's kind of special to see, and you you can just tell that they're they're probably going to stick with it, and that it's really affected them in a positive way. And I think that um, you know this would be I I would like to say that it's the next step for for high schools in BC and and have more of a a Brazilian jiu-jitsu style or grappling style club, uh, just there. And, And, uh, at the school and i think that that would be really great for for all kids but i just don't know if that's uh you know i i, I feel like because of the ufc a lot of schools kind of think that it's cost- it's barbaric him. yeah <laughs>
0: and it's just like uh it's totally not that right i had my my instructor actually tried to register a tournament one time and that was the feedback they got is we would never condone or sanction this kind of barbaric yeah. activity it's like homie i don't think you know what brazilian jiu-jitsu is it is like it is like yeah. watching two pandas spoon with each other. Yeah. Like it is the least violent for- form of violence yeah. you could possibly it's, think of. It's a race to see who can get to their butt first <laughs>
1: and then stand up. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is jiu-jitsu. that is the that is what it is in a, in a points competition. It's and they they seem to think that it's uh, a huge liability and it's like, you know, just Meanwhile Mino- no holds
0: barred. It's literally a race to who can get on their butt first and stand up. That is my new favorite definition of <laughs> jujitsu. None of this alignment stuff. It's like jujitsu is about getting to your butt and then getting up before yeah. the other guy does. And then
1: not moving <laughs> from that position. That don't, is and don't definition. forget
0: arguing with the ref. You gotta be willing to yeah. fight for those points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay. So let's maybe move on to a topic that's a little bit heavier. Um, as you can imagine, we got a lot of feedback from people talking about um, bad habits that they had, that jujitsu helped them overcome. Um, usually this means for a lot of people like alcohol or smoking, but really I think this can apply to almost any form of jujitsu or any form of addiction that you have to deal with. Jujitsu is very helpful, at least anecdotally, it seems to be helpful in overcoming those. So a great, uh, great bit of feedback that we received. Someone wrote in and said, Jiu-jitsu helped me quit drinking when I used to be really alcoholic. It kind of gave me something to stay sober for because class was in the evening and I, I actually wanted to be able to understand it and roll well, which, <laughs> and I mean, sidebar, sidebar here. I know that sounds ridiculous, but the amount of people I've heard that from makes me think there's really something to it, and we'll talk for about that sure. in a second. So back to, back to the comment, and it gave me something good going on in my life that I could be proud of a way to a way to deal with stress and a way to be able to forget about everything else for a couple hours. Plus, it gave me the chance to hang out with a really good, understanding group of people who just knew me as the girl who works really hard at jujitsu versus as the fucked up alcoholic girl, <laughs> uh, which actually is something that I I can totally relate to, and we'll, again and we'll talk about this in a bit. My life is in a much better spot now, and I haven't drank for a long time, but I think I still get a lot of the same benefits from jiu-jitsu, like something to look forward to at the end of the day, help me deal with stress, be around good people, and just have fun for a couple hours. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's fantastic feedback. So a few comments there from, from me. Uh, first and foremost, the number of people who have told me that they were able to give up some crippling addiction simply because they wanted to be better at jiu-jitsu is, is like astounding to me because this is something that i've heard over and over and over again and it's kind of crazy when you think about it that like one hour of pajama wrestling a day could somehow persuade people to give up something that they are physiologically dependent on like that's really nuts but yeah i think i think part of it is that jiu gives you a, a goal that is small and manageable and immediate and has immediate feedback, right? Yeah. It is, if you know that you're going to go and have a bunch of savages try to murder you every night, <laughs> you're going to want to not have, be, like, feeling kind of crappy at the end yeah. of the day, right? And You don't want to be drunk or hungover. Exactly. And I, I found the same thing, too, personally. I, I don't drink anymore. Um, and part of the reason is because, I getting older, I just don't feel great when I drink, and I don't want to go to jiu-jitsu and have an upset stomach and then have a bunch of savages just murder me. And it's like, this... Tiny little thing has managed to steer other areas of my life into this direction. Um, there's a, a book that I think we might have talked about before, very famous book that I highly recommend everyone read called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And what he talks about, he's a, he's basically like, um, I'm not sure exactly what his area is, but he works in like, um, basically in like mental sciences. What he talks about is that there is a, like a loop when you're when you've got it when you're building and creating a habit and he says there's three parts to a habit there's the cue meaning something happens that like triggers the habit there is the routine which is what you actually do and then there is the reward that is presented to you so if you're like an alcoholic maybe something stressful happens in your life and that is the cue and so your routine is you drink and the reward now is you feel better and your your stress level goes down. And so, then it cycles from there. It, and it cycles from there and it becomes ingrained. And before you know it, you're not even thinking about it and you become dependent on it. So this guy says that the key to breaking bad habits is to replace the middle part of that loop. So you keep the cue the same, you keep the reward the same, but you remove the routine and replace it with something more productive. So what I I think a lot of these people exactly. Mm -hmm. So what I think a lot of these people are doing here is their cue is I'm stressed at work. Their routine is I go and I drink or I do drugs or I smoke, and people just swap that out with jujitsu and the reward happens to be the same i feel better afterwards and it's shocking how quickly you can reprogram your brain if you know how to manipulate routines like that and i think what happens with a lot of people is they have these destructive habits but jiu-jitsu forces you to confront these destructive habits because like there's no more immediate feedback than getting your ass kicked right yeah. so if if you're not physically at, at peak health for yourself jiu-jitsu is going to shine him it's going to hold up a mirror and you're going to have to deal with that every day and eventually for a lot of people their love for jujitsu triumphs their love for whatever vice they had and then they're able to get past that like uh, i can't prove this scientifically but man the the amount of people who came in with this kind of feedback makes me think there must be something to it
1: except the the reward instead of being uh drunk incoherent angry and overeating your reward is you exercise meet amazing people like that's mm-hmm. a that's a common thing with jiu-jitsu eh like yeah. y- you you meet amazing people and i mm-hmm. like my best friends are basically jiu-jitsu fighters because i spend the, so much time around them and and uh you know y- all the weight loss and just the one thing that you know it's funny she this girl that that just uh that we just read out her story she she said that it helped her quit because she wanted to get good at something, yeah, and, and yeah, so yeah. it not only not only does it have all these great benefits like meeting people and exercising your brain and problem solving stress management and release and all this stuff but like it gives you the hunger to want to get good at something and that's something that really is important um that i noticed as i was becoming very addicted to jiu like basically like obviously i'm addicted to jiu-jitsu it's my job and it's all i think about but it it is uh literally an addiction and you're mm-hmm. you these people there's a common theme that 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 where they talk about addiction and that's that they just replace the addiction of whatever they're doing with the addiction of jujitsu, and like you know like we talked about the benefits are just pretty much all positive unless you suffer like a random injury which is mm-hmm. totally possible but but even even injuries have benefits of that that we've discussed in
0: prior uh previous episodes uh, absolutely and one of the things that i think is so powerful about jujitsu is that it allows you to take uh in the case of something like addiction it allows you to take a a problem that seems almost too big to tackle and it allows you to break it down into small measurable steps right one of the hardest ways to get something done is to look at it as like one big unsolvable problem and just not take that first step Uh, in order to solve any problem you have to kind of attack it one step at a time and with jujitsu you know overcoming alcoholism is it seems overwhelming it seems impossible to a lot of people but then when you're on the mats, going to the gym one day at a time doesn't seem impossible. And before you know it, that translates to not drinking for one day at a time. And before you know it, you haven't had a drink in 30 days and then 60 days. And, um, you know, it becomes a vehicle for breaking down these incredibly big problems like weight loss or addiction. And instead of looking at them as these big unsolvable things, you realize, like, as long as I can just commit to doing this one thing every day... And the sh- over the short term, I'm going to be taking the steps to set myself up for long-term success. This is the habits over results mental model that we've talked about before. If you look at something way off in the distance, it's going like a massive, massive goal. It seems like you'll never get there. But if you just take one positive step every day and instead of worrying about the big long term you worry about just showing up to jujitsu every day um before you know it you will start to see those results you'll lose track of time and then you've ingrained that new habit and it becomes a lot less hard over time to to kind of adhere to those to those good habits as opposed to the bad ones
1: yeah it's like looking at the journey of of achieving a black belt it's like if you look at that as a as a goal and like it can be a goal but if you look at the overall journey and you really think about how long that's going to take like you could be a doctor in that amount of time. You know what I mean? If if if, uh, if you're an average person, so it's like it's a day by day thing when you're that beginner thinking about like you know, you go to the gym, and you see like blue belts and purple belts. Like I remember when I first started, I saw a purple belt and I'd be like, Oh my God, that, that guy's like, that's a rare thing to see where I'm from to see a purple belt. Now there's a lot more higher ranks, but as a black belt, now I look back, I'm like, Oh yeah, I was a white belt at one point. And I remember yeah. thinking how long that journey is going to be. And then I just trained every day. And now I look, I'm like, Oh, I'm a black belt. Now it's, it's the, the daily habits that create overall long-term goals you can't just achieve it overnight right there's no secret there's no secret formula to and and to to, uh to add on i'll just talk about my own story like i you know my culinary background smoking is something that happens a lot in cooking and um you know our parents both smoke steve and you never smoked Mm -hmm. but uh I, i did sort of get into cigarettes in high school and and uh mainly because of the people i was hanging out with but also because of my career that i was following i was thinking about being a an executive chef one day and anyways i remember like getting into smoking and smoking probably like half pack a day at most at one point was obviously really bad and then i started doing jiu and i realized that uh that was gonna heavily influence my performance on the mats and just like this girl i i had a desire to get good at something i was becoming like just after a few classes i was i was hooked at at you know, the problem solving aspect of jujitsu and everything else that goes with it. And I realized that on days that I smoked, I I would suck a lot of wind. Whereas other Mm -hmm. days, um, if I at least didn't smoke, I would feel a little bit better when I would train. And then eventually it just cold Turkey. I was able to stop, uh, literally stop smoking because of jujitsu. And, um, That was just, that was just one benefit that I got from it is like, I had no desire to smoke once I thought about how an opponent would have an advantage over me, or maybe I wouldn't be able to defend myself during training or a competition. And, uh, yeah, it was like the best the best anti-smoking therapy i could use
0: yeah it's uh you know for myself um i used to you know i used to have drinks after work um and it, it did kind of get to the point where you know probably i wasn't drinking a is, you know i was probably drinking more than i should but after a while i kind of realized that training jujitsu i would feel terrible and i would do really bad on the days where you know i'd, I'd had a drink the night before and i just kind of phased that out of my routine and it's at, it's at the point now where you know i because i don't drink if i ever actually do have like you know a drink because of a social occasion. I usually feel awful immediately afterwards. Mm. Now part of that is probably just me getting older too. But jujitsu was able to kind of very subtly steer me into this direction because it gives you very immediate feedback when you're doing something that is not healthy. Um, I I really think that jujitsu, whether you have serious problems with addiction or even just whether you have a somewhat unhealthy lifestyle, I think in either situation, one of the powers of jujitsu is it's going to steer you onto a more healthy course.
1: Yeah, and and like you say, like uh, subconsciously, like sometimes you don't even realize, and then you'll be a few months into jujitsu, and, and you can look back and see all the different changes that have happened. Like, you know, not not even thinking about like, oh, maybe I don't get my guard pass as much anymore, but like I've lost weight, I feel more healthy i I, one thing that we haven't even talked about is how i think jujitsu is so good for helping people sleep better yeah yeah. um you know if you spar for for an hour or train for two hours a day you go home it's like you're gonna be exhausted so that's that's definitely uh a positive is i think it it really helps people
0: myself included have good night sleeps absolutely can i take a piss matt's got to take a bathroom break um i will let him but i'm not going to cut this out okay we're back Matt, how'd it go? We're leaving that in, eh? Yeah, we're leaving it in. <laughs> oh, it's good. You know, pisses are good. Yeah, it's good. It's, I, well, I'm glad that you have appropriate bladder function. <laughs> anyways anyway on with it yeah so uh, another really really awesome uh, comment that we got here now there's a lot of all caps in this comment so I will attempt to read the parts that are all caps in uh, an appropriate voice here I went through a five-year battle with alcoholism. The shame and guilt I felt about being an alcoholic led me to keep it a secret from everyone. My teammates at Jiu-Jitsu were some of the very first people that I ever allowed to know about it, and their support was essential in recovery. That, coupled with the simple action of doing a healthy, physically challenging, and mentally engaging art like Jiu-Jitsu, helped keep me on good, accountable path towards recovery. In the end, I viewed my recovery as a Jiu-Jitsu match! I had been taken down, smashed past, and was getting cross-collar choked to hell by the bottle. My journey to sobriety was the journey of being on the brink of tapping out, but somehow, someway, finding that tiny air pocket necessary to survive, stay calm, think and act rationally, and eventually work my way out. Now I am thrilled and grateful to say that I escaped and ripped that asshole's head clean off its body. Thank you, Jiu-Jitsu.
1: Yeah, that was great, and I know the guy who wrote this, and he is a huge fan of ours. He's going to hear this and uh, I love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Thank you so much for yeah, thank- letting us share their, your story.
0: Yeah. I really appreciate everyone being so intimate here with very personal details of their lives. And I think something that, that this guy is really shed on here is that for a lot of people, jujitsu is kind of like a sanctuary. It's a place that is separate from the rest of your life where you can be more open because these people, a lot of the time, I mean, it's like, it's like a completely different world that you go into. Uh, one of the things that I loved about jujitsu and something that a very early instructor of mine used to tell me is, you know, when you come into class, You leave everything else at the door before you get onto the mats. You leave your shoes. You leave your work clothes. You leave your stresses. You leave whatever terrible things happen during the day. That stays, yeah, you leave your ego. That stays outside. When you're on the mats, you're training. It gives you some solace. It gives you, um, uh, you know, an opportunity to be free of all of that burden and to focus on something that you can do very mindfully where you can live in the present moment and that kind of mental respite is extremely helpful but it also creates a situation where matt you know to your point some of the most wonderful people you'll encounter are in the jiu-jitsu community and one of the things that i love about jiu-jitsu is it exposes you to this really supportive network of people that you probably would never ever actually meet in your day-to-day life right i mean if you work in like um in a trade probably most of your time is going to be spent working with other people in that trade or with your customers and your social bubble is somewhat limited but man when you go to jiu-jitsu you get like this cross-section of people from all over the world and with from all walks of life i mean if you want to talk about diversity jiu-jitsu is in a lot of ways about diversity you will encounter so many different types of people there and you quickly become kind it's almost like going to a parallel universe and i think that makes it easier to open up to these people about problems that you would never tell your family right and one of the things about jiu-jitsu is that it's it's hard and it's so important as a team that everyone supports each other during the ups and the downs and i i love it i love hearing about situations where a team is supporting someone not just on the mats but also off the mats as well and i think that's such an underappreciated part of the art is kind of the support network that you get from training with a bunch of people and you've got this one thing that kind of ties you all together and lets you focus on a greater good
1: yeah the community aspect of jiu-jitsu is really amazing like ov- obviously every city is going to be different i know some places probably uh certain clubs aren't friends with the clubs down the street i i get that but in here in vancouver we're really lucky that there is a community full of uh p- people from all different walks of life with all-, all these different skills and abilities and outlooks on jiu-jitsu but everyone has the same theme that they basically want to choke each other out, and that's kind of cool. That everyone and and you'll notice that like jujitsu people seem to just be so cool. Everyone you know usually has the uh, the same sort of qualities. They want to get good at something. They're trying to have a healthier lifestyle. Generally, they try and help each other out and uh, want to meet good outgoing people. And uh, yeah, a lot of great friendships
0: in jujitsu. We're really lucky to to live where we live and to have such an open community. Definitely. Uh, Another comment, this one actually about smoking, I was a heavy smoker for about 16 years. I will not exaggerate or romanticize anything. Jiu-jitsu was not a miracle cure to my quitting. Quitting smoking was a very difficult and long process involving a host of factors. But practicing jiu-jitsu gave me a paradigm shift and I began to look at health and wellness in a new way. Before I started jiu-jitsu, it simply did not register how horrible smoking was for my health. But after starting Jiu-Jitsu, the joy I received from Jiu-Jitsu vastly outweighed the quote-unquote satisfaction I received from smoking. Suddenly, my health, my cardiovascular endurance, my athletic longevity became a priority to Mm -hmm. me. Smoking became an obvious impediment to my BJJ development and therefore an impediment to my life it was a new outlook that I needed to build up the will to quit smoking for good. From that point onwards, I began reevaluating all of the quote-unquote cool vices, um, such as smoking, drinking, long hours of work, late nights out, the list goes on, and realized that a lot of them were not only impediments to my growth as a BJJ practitioner, but also as a husband and father and a healthy human being in general. Yeah, that's great. You guys are eloquent. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell that a lot of you guys put a lot of thought into this, and I'm glad that it was so meaningful to you, and I, I hope that sharing this has been as helpful to you as it has been to us. Um, that's a really, really great way to, to think about things. And it kind of ties back into what we talked about before where i think jujitsu in a lot of ways gives you a greater goal and it puts you in a mindset where you realize that addiction is an obstacle to getting to that goal i kind of feel like for a lot of for a lot of people when you're addicted to something it it comes with a lot of despair and it can be hard to know where to start but for many people jujitsu gives them that motivating driver to realize that okay i've got something else that i need to prioritize over my vices Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that really speaks to me especially with my story with smoking obviously i'm I was not as addicted to smoking as this person, nor did I smoke as long. I only smoked for a few years, um, but definitely, just what he said about how um, it was—it was not only um, impeding his his growth as a martial artist, but as you know, just generally in life, and therefore it had to go—is such a such an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's sort of how I feel about jujitsu with smoking.
0: Very good story. Awesome. Yeah. So um, let's maybe kind of switch gears a little bit here again we've got a lot of feedback and, and honestly as we've been talking about this it becomes clear we're probably going to have to split this up into multiple episodes so I, I think this episode will kind of cover maybe one other topic and then we'll have a separate episode next week and talk about some of the other things that people have brought up um, in terms of feedback that we received uh, we also got some feedback from people who have expertise in mental health which is something that I appreciate very much it, as we mentioned before, neither matter nor I are experts on this matter, so we definitely appreciate people who have expertise in this area sharing their stories. Um, one thing that now probably is a good time to point out, a lot of people when I reached out about Jiu-Jitsu as therapy pointed out that it's important to understand that jujitsu is a supplement to therapy, but it's not a replacement for therapy. Very important to understand that. And a lot of people wanted to make that totally clear. We're not proposing that you disregard um, any advice from like your doctor or you go off your meds or something and just focus on (laughs) jujitsu. This is not like some like absolute mystical thinking from us. We're my, my suggestion is if you need help, seek help from people who actually know what they're talking about and not two idiots who host a podcast podcast. But that said, as a supplement to what you're doing, jujitsu can be incredibly helpful because for the the reasons that we've discussed earlier, it can give you a lens to focus on something that can really motivate you, but it can also help you kind of create a day-by-day action plan that will get you better. Um, Now that said... I disagree. Jiu-jitsu will solve everything in your life. It is a magic <laughs> Well, hey, if jiu was a magic wand for you, do let me know. But that, that has not been the message that we receive from a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Um, no, definitely professional help. Like if I'm, I'm a huge, uh, supporter of like counseling and, and things like that to, to help people get through. And obviously medication as well. Although, you know, I, I do think that some things are over medicated, but, um, you know, definitely seek professional help and don't think that jujitsu is going to solve all your problems. But like Steve said, it's a,
0: it's something that you can focus on and, and uh, it has helped a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we got a a good letter here from someone who is a domain expert. So uh, this person was actually a social worker. So their feedback was social worker and exercise junkie. I'll tell you what I tell my clients. We often talk about the mind and body like two separate things, but really our mind exists in our brain, which exists in our body. Things we do to take care of our body, such as exercise, sleep, nutrition, also helps take care of our brain, which takes care of our mental state. It can give us a sense of purpose and accomplishment, gets us up doing stuff and meeting new people, and can reduce health conditions that have a negative impact on our mental state, such as diabetes or back pain that being said if there's shit you need to deal with you're likely still going to need to deal with it exercise is great to get you in a good headspace from which you can deal with stuff but it often doesn't fix the problem in and of itself for me i started jujitsu for my mental health I have a highly stressful job in the medical health field and, and my own underlying anxiety and mental health issues, and trying to choke my friends a few times a week really helps me blow off steam. Jiu-jitsu has been a big part of keeping myself healthy physically and mentally. It's especially interesting if you look at BJJ as a mindfulness-based activity, which shows a lot of benefits for mental health. However, I wince a little every time I hear someone use the phrase, Jujitsu is therapy. Jujitsu is not therapy. Therapy is therapy. Jujitsu can really help, but I find a lot of the rhetoric about Jujitsu being a cure-all can be misguided and disingenuous. For one, it stigmatizes actual professional interventions. It also makes it difficult for people who try BJJ and don't find it sufficient. Uh and then in quote, "Wow, I'm really screwed up if even b j j doesn't fix me and it fixed everyone else i I think what they're trying to say is like it if b j j doesn't work for you, it can kind of create a mindset where maybe you you kind of get b j j conflated with mental health and it can it can kind of actually demotivate you mm-hmm. um i I can understand that like if if b j j is not for you and for some people it's not. Like, I, I recommend, again, that everyone give it a try, but for a lot of people, it's just not for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to be in a situation where you say, hey, I don't want to train jiu-jitsu, therefore, I don't want to seek any kind of therapy. Like, my suggestion is if you need help, you need help. Jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. is one avenue through which you can improve yourself, but at the end of the day, as this person says, if you if you need therapy, go to the experts, Right. Um, also, what happens when people have to take time off for life or injury? In my experience, all the stuff you were trying to run or roll away from comes back with a vengeance. So, yeah, so that, that's a really, really great comment. And the basic takeaway there is there's two things that I really like from this comment. One is a lot of the time people think that like mental therapy is completely different from physical therapy, but a lot of the time they're kind of related, right? Um, and getting in better physical shape can help your mental health as well. So, definitely yeah so sometimes so sometimes like focusing just on your mental health is not as beneficial as focusing on everything on just being healthier in general and that's where jujitsu can really help is it does provide you with that physical outlet but like this person also says don't assume that jujitsu is a full replacement for therapy it is a, a supplement and jiu jujitsu doesn't work for you don't get demotivated there's a lot of different methods and techniques that you can use to improve your own well-being and jiu is just one of them and some things don't work for some people so don't be demotivated if that's not the solution for you but again i i do think that everyone should at least give it a try and see what it's all about because there is so there are so many stories that we've heard of people who benefit from the art
1: yeah and myself included i've definitely benefited uh physically and mentally and i do look at it as therapy but i totally get what this guy's saying and um it's good to hear a comment where he kind of talks about how it's like uh like i like what he says he, he uh he winces when he hears the term jujitsu is therapy and i've had a few people like i see that meme sometimes and then there's always someone who pipes up and says it's, it doesn't always help and all this stuff it's like yeah, th- that is true i understand from that point of view as well um it's not the end all be all it's not going to uh cure everything in your life but hey if if you need something to work towards and if you need to incorporate more exercise in your life um it can really steer you in the on the path of a healthier lifestyle so
0: yeah yeah if i were to not kind the end
1: all be all but it it is good
0: yeah yeah if i were to kind of recap from my perspective what jiu is good for when it comes to like improving your your well-being other than the obvious physical benefits i would say that it allows you to tackle problems that might seem insurmountable by breaking them down into a daily routine, right? If, you know, rather than trying to lose... 50 pounds, it's a lot easier to commit to, hey, I'm just going to show up today, and then I'm going to show up tomorrow, and I'm going to take this one day at a time. It also gives you a goal to strive towards, something that you can measurably get better at over time, which can motivate you to drop a lot of vices that you otherwise have. And uh, this person also talks about mindfulness, right? It it is very good for your mental health to try to focus on enjoying the present moment, rather than obsessing over things past or potentially future. Um, This is, is something that I, I think, you know, we've talked about in the past, but it's a very, very underappreciated side of jiu-jitsu it's very hard to think about anything else when someone is trying to choke you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and jujitsu really gives you an opportunity to kind of live in the present moment and teach you to be more mindful about the present moment Uh, that's a a kind of mental state that once you get comfortable with you can adopt to all walks of life Uh, it is very good to kind of leave your mental baggage at the door you know you don't want to obsess over things that you can't change you don't want to worry about potentially terrible things that you can't control if you can control something then yeah you want to take action towards doing that but again that's part of what jujitsu is good at it teaches you to break down big problems into single daily actionable routines that'll get you better over time so from my standpoint that's where jujitsu is helpful It, it you know it keeps you mindful it gives you goals to set it helps you focus on creating productive habits
1: yeah not not only does it do those things but it does um, it does give you something to be very proud about. Uh, Absolutely. It, and that's one thing that I really love about Jiu Jitsu is I'm, I'm really proud that it's something that I focus on. And, uh, I mean, it's pretty cool to know how to fight and people seem to just respect you more when they know that you can fight. But, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, it's a really, uh, it, people know how much work goes into, let's say, achieving a black belt or, or owning a school or, or just, just helping someone, like just being that, like that presence in class that helps lower, lower belts. It's definitely something to be proud of. And, and for people that are, uh, maybe le- leading like more of a negative lifestyle or they're not proud of, of, a lot of habits they have it it could give them that that outlet and something that they are proud proud of so yeah yeah
0: i have never heard of anyone saying that they were embarrassed of training jujitsu like some things people are you know if you if you play a lot of video games you might be embarrassed if you eat a lot of junk food you might be embarrassed but no one is ever embarrassed about doing jujitsu so it's it's something that is um it is a source of pride and you know yes we've talked in the past about how you know you don't want to be too caught up in your ego but it is also important to develop a sense of accomplishment and to feel that you're getting better and that you have something to work towards and if jujitsu helps you kind of set that focus then it's probably going to be a good positive factor in your life
1: yeah, jiu-jitsu people are so proud. If you run into to a jiu-jitsu person in public, you become, like, best friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: pretty hilarious. It, it is kind of funny. It's like immediate jiu-jitsu bonding. jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. The, the worst is when there's three people together, and one of them doesn't do jiu-jitsu, and the other oh, two yeah. people won't talk about anything else, and that poor third person just has nothing to talk to about in that conversation. It's very true. It does
1: <laughs> happen. So the, the, the remedy is that third person now has to do
0: jiu-jitsu. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I think that was a good chat. I mean, we didn't get to everybody's feedback simply because there was a lot, but I think we'll definitely do a follow-up episode and talk about some of the other topics that we didn't get to cover on this one. Um, again, apologies if we weren't able to completely read your comment, if we talked about your stuff today, and if we didn't bring it up, your comment today, we're probably going to get to it in the future. So thank you very much. Hope this was a positive episode.
1: Yeah, really appreciate it, and that was a uh, it was a lot of fun for us. And again, we're gonna do we're gonna do more in the next episode. But thank you guys for sharing your stories again, and uh, all the support. And check out the BJJ Mental Models store. Oh
0: yeah, for yeah, some cool shirts. Plug in, plugging stuff. So first of all, if you want to get in contact with us and share your your story for this or for this kind of episode or other topics, the best way to do that is just go to BJJMentalModels.com. You can leave a message there. You can also find us on social, um, on Facebook and Instagram. We're pretty active. So just shoot us a message there. If you want to buy our super super duper cool shirts or buy some patches, BJJMentalModels.com slash store. And if you want to subscribe to our mailing list and get the latest and greatest updates from us, bjjmentalmodels.com join. But again, you can find all of this from the website. So go there, sign up. We are looking forward to sending you more information. And again, hope you found this episode helpful. It was great to hear from all of you. All right, guys. Have a good one.
1: Be good to each other.